It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, travelers, to the lucky die. Previously, Lafian begins negotiations for knowledge. Ralph feels magically uncomfortable, Squash enjoys a round of gin, and Sultana puts Lindrin in his place. Demi and Squash spend some quality time together as they attempt to mend the wounds, just as Dachin steps up his game to hunt them all down. Securing themselves in the Stalking, the team meet up with Bogram in a mysterious village called No Eyes and begin their search for the Hourglass of Bikram. Who is this person from the Age of Heroes? Why is this village in the Stalking? And what would they need to give up to find their task? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. in the village of noise you have just left the hut slash house um of malwin who is the mage the halfling mage of this village and you find yourselves in the stalking in a small village bogram is off to one side talking to ladnar who is the kind of mayor ish leader at least of this village what do y'all want to do uh yeah, I, I would assume that the the team has basically shared this information in between them um, after leaving the hut. So um, we uh, like this person sounds like a viable like option. If they've been here for a very long time, they may need know where we need to go. You're talking about the person that's out in the middle of nowhere, or...? Yeah, yeah, the, the age-past hero person. Uh, d- d- I don't think we got a name. No, we didn't. Uh, d- d- did she offer us, like, a, a guide to try to help us find them, or would I... we basically have to wonder? I think our guide is, um... And laughing, like, kind of, like, head nudges in the direction of, uh, Bogram. He's kind of like skulking, chatting with uh, Ladnar. They seem to be like old friends. They seem to have like it's clear. To, it's clear to everyone seeing that they they know each other. They know each other well. Um, they're just talking away off to one side. The main concern that I have is what it is that we're going to need to pay, and whether or not it's a waste of our time going to this person. Mm. Yeah, time is kind of difficult right now. Left Demi alone with Dage and chasing her. It's not good. If we finish here fast enough, perhaps we can get back then. Because I, I, as far as I understand it, I think it goes slower here. Well, here time is normal, but in the material plane, it's slower. I things are weird. 
I, I don't think there are exactly books on this. I think this is a very new phenomenon. As far as I understand, yeah. You folks are actually kept in the same timeline as Demi because of the potion that y'all took. Right, yeah, we synced up. Because otherwise there's a risk that you may jump ahead 30 days and the big fight have already happened. That would be bad. So, so long as Squash and Demi hold on to the blue stones they have, they will be in the same time. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, what was the guy's name? La- Lathmar? Lad- Lath- Ladnar. Okay. And what was the mage's name? Merwin? Maywin? Melwin. Mel- Melwin. Okay. Yep. Because I apparently did not put those names in my notes, and I should. Malwin. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it may be a good idea if we perhaps ask uh, Ladna. Maybe they know what Malwin would actually want of us before we go in making blind offers. Not a bad idea. Yeah. I'd rather not walk in there going, here's 20 gold pieces, and it's like, well, that's not really used here. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you have any, any coal that is the most useful resource in our land? Only the one burning in my heart, Squash. Hmm. Sorry, that got oddly poetic. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I thought you would be literal. I was like, why is that coal in your heart? Anyway. No, it's a figure of... Elves, nev- they're different. <laughs> Old elvish figure of speech. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, Latmar just turns to look at y'all when you, when you approach. Um, apologies for interrupting your conversation, but uh, it occurred to us that... Maybe it would be best if we asked you, um, is there a, a general guideline or a rule on what it is that would be considered currency or fair exchange here? Oh, yes. Bogram has told me that, sorry, some of us have been here for rather a long time. We don't really deal with currency per se anymore. We tend to deal in favors and exchanges, um things that we need most of us are quite happy with taking answers we're all here searching for something after all all right or a simple exchange of <sighs> whereas Melwyn is quite proficient in the arcane arts i myself are quite proficient with construction and building so we often trade those sorts of things so knowledge, and so what? Like in your case, you would tell Malwin how to build a, a, a platform and then Malwin would, I guess in exchange, give you knowledge of the arcane arts? Is that what you're... Sort of. Um, I would build a shelf for her if she would need it and she would come and enchant something in my home that I would find of comfort or of use. Like... She might perform a scrying spell for myself, or she might make items of furniture bigger, that sort of thing. They trade in knowledge and work. I guess you could break it down to. Yes. Hmm. Okay. I'm assuming Um, exotic items are also of value here, or do you maybe not think of items as exotic? It entirely depends on the item itself. What about alcohol? We have plenty of that. (laughs) Again, completely depends on the type of alcohol. We do have our own brewery here, after all. You have crops in the stocking that you can turn into... We have things that we can approximate into a good brew, yes. Things that... You know what? I'm not going to ask what goes into it. I, I don't think I want to know. Uh, okay. Thank you for that information. I think we need to have a little group chat. Uh, oh, the finest spirits in the stocking. No, there's plenty of spirits made of spirits, perhaps, all. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. The brew you is suddenly made see that he gets spirits. this bright idea. <laughs> like, you know, spirits made of spirits. Right, yes. Mm. Oh, God, no. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, yes, great grammar. Very good year. <laughs> the grapes were souls the whole time. No. What have we done? <laughs> no. Grapes Soil and alcohol was people? 
Oh my God, they're drinking her, and then they're gonna drink me. Oh, oh my, my God! Instead of using salt on the rim, it's bone <laughs> dust. <laughs> I hate we everything can't about record this. this late, V. We get so dumb. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> this is a great blooper. And blooper, um, keep actually, it in, keep it in. Uh, before, we, uh, before we split off, um, yep, yep, Ross yep. wants to ask Bokram something. Um, Bokram, have you heard of uh, the 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 wizard lady told us that there's like a ancient hero that blocks the planes, uh, the stalking plane? Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I have heard a couple people that one that I've never personally met myself. Hmm. No idea how we'd like catch up with a person like that. If someone was living here outside the protection of place like noise, they'll be leaving ripples in the things that live around. There's no way you can't. Ripples how? We might be able to... Creatures... If you're able to survive out there, they you get a bit of a reputation. They kind of give you a bit of a wide berth. We could maybe see what's been recently decimated or not going according to their normal patterns of behaviour. It'll be possible to try and track someone down if someone is nearby. Just changes in the environment. Same way you would if you're hunting, well, basically anything back home. This place is very strange. Okay. Hey, a little bit weird. It's not my favourite place. Hmm. Hmm. Right. We'll be back. Uh, unless there was any other questions. Any of the rest of you had? No, uh, basically just wondering. Not yet. I have a lot of questions, and I know I'm not going to get the answers to most of them. <laughs> okay. Um, side side group talk over here, then, please. Uh, all right, we, we group puddle. Group puddle. Okay. All right. Um, Bogrim takes uh, Ladnar off to one side and. Um, looks like Bogram has stashed his shit somewhere. Um, he arrived with it, and he's going into a place that clearly has his stuff in there. So you know he at least has a base here. You'll be able to easily find him again. Okay. Okay. So it's we're going to have to offer services or knowledge or something of the sort. I can help with knowledge. I've depending on an idea. What is your idea? Oh, well, I'm. I'm going to be a specter. Right. And... They don't like them here. Well, no, but, like, certainly they don't... They're not able to leave the bubble, and I will be, so maybe my favors at that point will mean something. You know. It's a, it's a good point. Give them a couple IOUs. Give an IOU for when you become a specter, you scratch our back and we scratch your sort of... Oh... It's an investment. I mean, if they leave the bubble, I probably have to like take like take them home. You know how when we go to, to the well, when I go to the stalking and the specters are like, stop it. They don't like it very much. <laughs> Certain ones don't like it. Yeah, and then they have to send me back like pretty quickly. I think they would just get sent back. But if you could go out and do things, huh. right. That's. I think that's a good, good. Like, I think that's a good plot. That's a good bargaining chip. I'm yeah. going to say trump card, but then I realize that we don't have bridge here. So, um, yeah, um, I, I have some exotic items back from the um, um, from the mirror realm, the death realm. I, I don't know what we what 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 to call it. Maybe something of that nature would be interesting to them. But they, yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, asking them for help is probably the best course of action. But then we have a plan B with Bolgrim and, and chasing down the hero. I, I would like to get this over with sooner than later. We need to get back to the material plane. Right. I think it best if we just seek this hero out. I don't think this person, uh, this. Ma I don't think that this Malwin person. I, I don't think she's. I don't know. I think there's a personal bias there. <laughs> I think if I had to put together the pieces without actually having to do any 
past gazing or anything. My guess is that there's probably something more going on, like either they were long-lost lovers or just really drunk one night and the one said something to her or she said something to him and or maybe it was just a passing thing where he came through the village and was super arrogant and full of himself and just rubbed her the wrong way. I, I don't know. My guess, though, probably pretty helpful if we could find him. She's just being petty about it. Then again, I also couldn't read her aura very well, so... I'm not entirely sure, but... Uh, social deduction skills. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, she or... said she could give... He's a fucking asshole, and uh, <laughs> he's trying to warn us away because she's a good person, and it's not like some bitter shit. That is possible. He would have to be a very powerful asshole, though, if he's living out there. She offered us a protective spell so we could wander around the, the stalking a little bit more um, at peace. Right. We should probably go for that and then try to have Bogrim uh, track down the guy for us, with us, I guess. I was about to say, you're going to send Bogrim on his own? I don't know about that. Nah. nah. We can't have him dying off, off screen. I mean, we could. I'm not going to cry, but, you know. <laughs> could I kill a lot of people off screen? <laughs> That's true. You killed my mentor off screen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, kill Caden off screen. <laughs> kill him off plane. Oh, I felt so bad about that. Oh, I genuinely did. You had to take it to a different dimension to kill them, to get them away from these three. They would have thrown themselves on every sort of impossibility. Um, okay, so... Why don't we go in? We'll lead with the future Spectre bargaining chip. And say, we want the spell so that we can all go explore. We should probably clarify that they need to cast a spell on Bogram as well, because otherwise that's going to be a problem if he gets lost. I know, I fucking hate to say it too, whatever. And then maybe if uh, Melwin can offer any additional help or services, perhaps your, your items may be of an additional use. Hmm. Or we uh, may need to use it additionally. They're, they're, they're not impressive items. They're just weird. Little tchotchkes. I have lipstick from the, 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 the mirror world. <laughs> lipstick. Oh my god, I forgot you have that. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was on, the, on the desk next to me when I woke up, and I, I don't know why. I thought it was going to be important, but then my dad just attacked me, and it never got used. <laughs> okay, I need, I need to ask... Did you put it on, or, like, did your dad I, I, draw on you or something like that? <laughs> no, nobody got drawn on with lipstick. I, I missed opportunity, that's all I'm saying. It would have been a bonding experience, but no, we didn't have time in between the blows. I would have drawn something on my father. I would have. <laughs> Twat. Well, maybe not in so many oh, words. God. I don't think he knows Undercommon. I could do it in those words. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> one word. <laughs> it's a four-letter word. Uh, no, it's Undercommon. So, it's, it's runic. Y'all are going back to the Mage's place? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, when you knock, enter, get that in, however you want to do this. Um, she's no longer looking at scrolls or at um, uh, books on her table. She has a few magical items and some, what is obviously mundane items, and she looks like she's in the middle of some sort of spell um, that's kind of, but she still says for you to enter. I'm not going to interrupt, that's rude. Yeah, I try to be really quiet, but I'm still <laughs> dancing. <laughs> I'm assuming the team awkwardly stares at her. <laughs> um, you can see that she's casting this magic. Um, you know, her, her fingers are moving very different patterns and her eyes are kind of like, they have like lots of colours going through them at about the same time. Um, it's very difficult to focus on her. Um, she seems to be small and kind of humming um, almost. Um, and she kind of looks up at the, the four of you as you enter and she says, Yes. Have you decided what it is that you would 
like to exchange for protection? So, I will be a specter soon. Well, whenever I die, I will be a specter. And okay. certainly a couple of favors would be useful for your town. Roll a persuasion check, please. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. You know, that would be very helpful. You wouldn't be allowed back in the village. Unfortunately, this... And she, and she kind of like lifts her hands and kind of indicates the town. You can see the magic just like drops from her. Um, whatever it is, she's decided she's no longer finishing this spell right now. And she says, you would not be allowed back into the village in that state, but I'm sure that we could come to some arrangements. There are some places I would very much like to visit here in this stocking, but it is a little too far for an old lady like me to go alone. Uh, for every person that you uh, cover in our group, um, I can give you a favor per person. Does that sound good? I think that that is acceptable. Yes. I agree to these terms. Okay. Is there anything else you can offer us in terms of aid in our coming trials, I guess you could call it? Also, um, the gym that is doing the thing that I don't like very much, um, there's mm -hmm. a drink corresponding, right? Am I going to be able to drink that or... <laughs> so oh, cool. that would be awkward. <laughs> Should I skip that one? What? <laughs> the, the, the gym that's making Raw dance because he's got the specter thing and he, it's giving him those the the oh. like bad vibes. Yeah. Raw's yeah. got the heebie-jeebies from the anti-specter stone. He's he's asking if like the drink that corresponds to that stone which is, is, is <sighs> like the assumption he's making because we're having to be protected okay, yeah. as we travel from the same things the town is protected from. Yeah, she she looks a little confused, and then she cottons on to what you're what you're thinking, and she says, "Oh no no no, uh, I have trinkets that I can give to each of you to make your journeys through this place a lot less noticed. Oh, okay. It is not made of the same thing. The reason that I need feathers or that I need a." cost for these things I cannot just give them away it is because we do not have a lot of them and we need to have these things returned before you leave otherwise I shall have to step foot in the material plane which I have not done for centuries to get them back from you it's not looking great right now I can promise you that you might want to save your vacation for another couple months from now <laughs> if you do not bring them back we will not be able to leave the village this is a weird question, but does she seem proud of the fact that she hasn't been on the material plane for a long time? Or, like, is she kind of, like, ambivalent towards it? I don't know why, but my brain just kind of, like... <laughs> I just started wondering what the the, the, the the thought process was. The implications? Um, yeah. Yeah, she just, she just seemed a little bit proud that she, ha she hasn't had to go back to the material plane. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we'd of course return these things, if at all possible. Uh, I mean, if we're dead, there's not a lot we can do. That is true. Well, if we're dead, maybe we can just hop back over here anyways. I mean, <laughs> being a little bit of a different state. <laughs> we just pick up our own corpses. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if there's anything else... You could tell us or provide us the we could use or know about the the traveling outside of no ice. That would be very useful. And this supposed person that you think is god awful, but Ugh. God's awful. Pardon me. You mentioned before, I think, about this. You mentioned before about this hourglass of Bikron. If we didn't, now we're doing it, yes. I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure I said only the timekeepers really know. We'll make it work. The gentleman who lives out in the stocking, not far from here, actually. 
He will know a lot about the timekeeper. As much as I think that he is a waste of space and an utter liar, he would probably know a lot more about her. This is going to sound peculiar. When you say that he's a liar, so is there a pattern to his lying? Does he lie about just everything? Is every word out of his mouth a lie? Or just what are we stepping into with something like that? He claims he is... <laughs> One second. <laughs> he claims that he is the great Kalanmorn. He and claims it's like, oh, wait a minute. Is... Hold the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> he claims that he is Kalanmorn Sr. And everybody knows there is not a Kalanmorn Sr. It's just Kalanmorn. <laughs> Yo, Cal, um... you got a dad? Wait a minute. <laughs> Was your dad a hero too? <laughs> no, I spawned from the earth as I am. <laughs> I would believe that. <laughs> Nothing can create this. <laughs> I'd believe it. I'd believe it. <laughs> Me dog was a weak link. I came from the earth. <laughs> I spawned from the earth. Oh, you're a dwarf. <sighs> I knew that was the reason I liked him so much. <laughs> <laughs> he is but a human, but he claims to have lived for thousands of years. No, I don't believe that in the slightest. Really? That's the line? I am a halfling. I do not live particularly long, at least not by your standards. I have lived here for nearly 200 years, but I am at the end of my life now because of it. There is no way a human would live longer than this. Unless they're just not a human. That is my thought also, but he claims to be a human. From the age of heroes, no less. Does he have a name? Yes. His name is Sirek. Spell it. C-Y-R-E-K. Yes, you may do a history check. Now it's from the age of what? What was it? Age of heroes or age of... Age of... Yeah, like the Age of Heroes would be like the age before the one that we're currently in. Um, that's the, that's the Marnak same age and that, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that same that same time period. Yes. Okay. The people who saved the world prior. Yeah, uh, the last apocalypse when the time changed from whatever year date it was to zero 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 zero. You guys are about five thousand ish years since. Uh, that's a thirty on history. <sighs> Um, yes, Sirik was a very powerful human mage. Um, even during the time of chaos magic, he seemed to have the chaos under control. He is well known for his ability to conjure things from almost nothing. You got a 30? Mm-hmm. He is sometimes known as he who is conjuration, or the spirit of conjuration. Oh, Okay. But so far as anybody knows, he was just a human and he disappeared about the same time that you would expect a human to pass on. That's rather interesting. I actually recall reading that name. This warrants looking into regardless, then. Anything else you would bargain? Is there anything that you are looking for? Not unless you have all powerful magical items capable of destroying even the mightiest of gods. <laughs> I seek answers. I don't seek the questions that are how do I kill a god. That, that's fair. Why are you seeking to kill a god? I don't think that is particularly wise. Well, not, you know, gods, gods. Other gods. Bad, bad one. A godlike entity from outside our realm. Yes. But that's knowledge from that needs the abyss? to be bargained for. No. How do I... Well... Uh, Squash puts out his hands at Bala's like... <laughs> like, stop. What your friend is giving me a sample of? I, is only fair in trade? I feel that this entree is big enough already. It's fair. 
you perhaps s- she uh, kind of like has like half a smile as she kind of like she's rearranging her items on her her table um clearly separating separating out the magic from the mundane again are there any relics or items that perhaps you would be willing to part with that may be of more use to an adventuring sort such as us and mayhap we will trade a fair bit of knowledge on what was previously discussed for it I imagine something powerful will uh, be of more use out in the field than on a shelf. Do not presume. I presume nothing. There is much to be learned from magical items. Of that I agree. Mm, actually. I could... Um, on top of whatever you were about to say, sorry. Um, have you ever heard of a, a knife called the Galtrama's Knife? What the fuck is that? It's something my parents I mentioned have. to me uh, back in the in the Orchard of the Dead. I have. It is a yes. I have. Do you know where it is, or anything like that? She has half a smile. Ah. Is it worth it to you, Squash? It's something my parents told me I should probably find. Something that would be useful for me on my travels. I've had it in the back of my head, but I, I forgot to ask the Tangurin about it. I, pro- I definitely should have asked them. They would have known. They had endless libraries and information out there. And it's been just biting at the back of my head ever since. <laughs> you are a magic user, yes? Uh, magic manipulator, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is you children call it these days. <laughs> I don't float your boat, man. <laughs> okay. I could use your assistance. I could tell you about the dagger. If you are happy to be a conduit for my magic. Um, yeah, what, what does that mean, though? Before I agree, of course. <laughs> I'm having a little trouble transferring magic from these items, which are okay, but they are not the best, to these items. Which are, as you may notice, a little bit sharper, a little bit brighter, made of better material. I just don't want to lose the magic from these when I move them over here. Not an easy spell, I'm afraid. Not often done and very difficult. Two sets of hands are easier than one in this case. Yeah, uh, I'd be happy to help uh, with that. Okay. She, like, sorry, I, di- I-, I gestured to the other side of my table and realized that this is an audio podcast. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. She gestures to the, the other side of the table and she, like, shows you where to put your hands, mm. um, one upon one of the magical items and one upon the other, and they're basically just two very simple daggers. One is made from stone and is obviously very magical to the touch and you can feel it. It has, like, a slight, like, orangey glow to it and it has a very hot property to it. The other one, it's, like, a really bright and shiny metal um, and it's very, very sharp. You can tell just by looking at it that that's the case um she just wants to transfer them as she says all you need to do is just don't fight the magic is about to flow through you it may be a little bit uncomfortable are you wearing any metal or anything like that uh, give me a minute <laughs> squash starts unloading <laughs> hidden daggers and bolts and uh, <laughs> fucking rambling the shit on the table <laughs> daggers just appearing from fucking nowhere <laughs> It's a lot better than it was back when you guys met Squash for first time, but I think I had eight daggers hidden in different pockets. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, Squash gets rid of all that. Okay, so what am I doing? I'm I'm gonna let the magic flow? That's right. Uh, you know how, like, you're about to cast a spell, like that moment just before you tip it over the edge to become an actual entity in the world, a spell out there? Yeah. Just... I need you to hold on to that feeling as long as you can. The longer you can do it, the better chance I have of being able to do this. Uh, okay. Yeah. You can see she puts her, her hands out just kind of just above yours and just very gently manipulates the air above. And you can see her eyes again are going through multiple colors, all seem to be at the same time. Um, and you feel this strange prickling of magic just going through your body. Um, and she says, so what is it that you want to know? 
about this dagger? Well, uh, preferably where it is or how to get it. The last thing I know is it was in Bellum. Oh. Uh, Are you seeking to kill a warlock? No. Um, um, a, A past relative of mine just told me that I should seek it out. And, um... Are you a warlock and you need to be unburdened from your pack? Oh, I see. Uh, okay. All right. Nope, that... No, but I'm I'm starting to assume I understand the more critical use of that knife. Uh, Could you elaborate it... on the details of the severing? Please. Uh, sure. Uh, I'm going to be quiet and focus plays... on this. Please. You're, you're, you're too antsy. You're too full of emotion. Stop it. Um... As far as I understand the dagger itself, it applies a small amount of soul fire, um, burns away the mark of any warlock, prevents them becoming a warlock again, which would suck if they wanted to be one, or you could just use it when a warlock is at low health and just instantly destroy them. Okay, um, I have a question on that. Sure. Could that theoretically do some harm in any manner to um avatars of uh, greater beings i don't think so avatars are they are the mortal flesh of beings of, from the celestial plane sorry from the sentinel plane they are gods <laughs> so far will not do anything to a god mm. ah, at least not in their avatar form most gods don't have a soul. Telepathically to Squash, uh, Laffian just says, my line of reasoning on this is, what if we hit Dachin with that? Uh, if Squash can answer, I think I can. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know about your version of message. Oh, right. Yeah, not, no, from, I, not from the way it has been ruled. It is a one no. way. Yeah, and I do not have sending or uh, not sending. Message. message. You message. have sending. Yeah, I have sending. I don't have <laughs> message. Yeah. Uh, Squash, like, nods, and you can see he's contemplating, like, on top of what you're th- is mentioning. Like, you're on the same track as him. Bellum. Is it, is it, is it being kept there or was it lost there? The last thing I heard is it was in Bellum. Probably some. It is demon. not of a particular interest to me, so. Is this supposed to burn? Oh, yes, it means it's working. See? This is a fire enchantment, so. <laughs> better than the corpsey, I guess. Squash, I can't fix magical burns <laughs> like that. You're on your own. Uh, fuck you for making this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, Zoltana may be able to fix it. <laughs> uh, fix? Oh, yeah, I can fix your burns. Although Zoltana's more likely to inflict a burn. I'm sick burn. Um, I don't really burn people. That's not really what I do. I mean, metaphorically, like verbally, Zoltana. maybe? Yes. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> and there we are. We're all done. And as she says that, and the, the magic like disappears from her eyes and she stops the movement of her hands, um, you feel the magic just release through your fingers as if you were casting any other spell. And you can see that the dagger in front of you, the metal one, has the same enchantment that the now mundane stone one has. Can I copy the spell she was casting? Uh, um, <sighs> no. You can't copy filler content. Because this isn't using... No, um, no, well, there's that, um, trademark filler <laughs> content. Um, she's not using any magic that you have. It's like me speaking English and then you speaking Spanish. It's something very different and you just don't, it's not a magic that you're at all used to. You're used yeah. to seeing runes and particular structures of fingers. And as far as you know, most spells have a verbal part to them. They have uh, the hand gestures to them. They have components. Yes, she was moving her fingers, but this is not in any way make any sense to you at all. This is either a very, very old magic or a very, very new magic. Old magic. Squaws is going to pick up the old knife, the stone one. 
Yeah. It's still there. Yeah, the stone is still there, yeah. Yeah. He kind of like shuffles it around in his fingers and then looks at the wizard and asks, like, do you not, are you not afraid of ruining, changing history by moving the magic from one item to another? Like this piece of rock probably was very important to the original enchanter. They may be passed on, but the story of the item still exists. The story of the item stays the same. It was still probably used for some great deeds or sacrifices back in the old days, or perhaps it was just used for cutting bread. It doesn't really matter. The story stays the same, even if the magic moves. Can you help me do this again? Freyfi? What do you want? We haven't told you that much about the outside threat. Tell me about why you are here. I specifically am here because we need a very powerful force to bind together four souls for a great deed. And for that purpose, I need to... I need to... Take the mantle of a timekeeper. So my goal here is to steal from the hourglass of Bikram. My friends are here to help me. And to protect me. You have bloody brave friends. Eh, we've done a lot already. What's one more? It's... This... Symbolizes a change in the age. The apocalypse is really here. And then some. It's not really bravery when you don't have a choice. And none of us have a choice at this point. This needs to get done. Or else everybody loses. Tell me, is this thing coming from us? Is it coming from the abyss or is it coming from elsewhere? Elsewhere. From uh, other other planes. Other planes? There are only five. Beyond that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't understand it exactly myself, but um, the way I think it was explained to me is that we, we live in three, uh, four worlds. The Sentinel... Um, the Sentinel, the Material, Bellum, and Cicero. And, and the one we're literally on right now. And the stocking is kind of binding it all together, if I understand it correctly. Or maybe the stocking is a leftover? I, I, uh, this is a hallway, a very long hallway. <laughs> uh, and this thing... Not quite right, but you get the gist, yes. This thing belongs outside of that, and it we're not the only ones out there. There are other material planes, but they don't exist within our web, our sphere. And this thing goes from sphere to sphere and consumes them. No, it doesn't consume them. What's it It depletes called? them. It absorbs them. It embraces them into its whole. At this point, she's kind of like sitting down as she's listening to the tale. Well, apparently it leaves something behind, according to uh, the one person we had been having a very interesting chat with recently. Doesn't leave anything good behind, just kind of a husk of a world. Are you good at what you do? That's... <laughs> that depends if you would ask us and our friends or if you would ask our enemies. According to our friends, we could probably be better. According to our enemies, we're a right pain in the ass. Then you're probably doing something right. <laughs> you four truly are here. And you really are going to become the next timekeeper, then... <sighs> Guess I'm going to have to redo all my calendars, huh? 
The fact you're taking this the way you are tells me that you know things beyond what we've said. I was expecting an apocalypse, but not from outside. More from below or within, I guess. Below? There are things in the abyss that we seek answers about. I expected the apocalypse to come from there, but if there is a new age and it is from exterior, then I guess that's at least a thousand years before that becomes a problem, and that will not be my problem, so... Oh, good. No, it'll just be my second problem. Yeah, that's fantastic. <sighs> okay. What do you need transferred? Uh, Squash is going to clip off his um, cape and put it on the table. And then he's going to go into his bag and he's going to get out his old green uh, patchy cape. Uh, I assume there is probably some sort of story here. And she looks at the very pristine cloak that you've just put down with the patchy ass old one. (laughs) Well, yeah. um, It's my dad's old cloak from back when he was a guard, when he was a keeper of his village. And I really hated not being able to use it anymore. I know that once we put magic in it, I won't be able to patch it up anymore. Uh, I understand that magic protects the item in such a way. But that's that's fine. She looks kind of like... She has a very expression of what the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you choose this? But uh, a deal is a deal, I guess. Um, I'm not looking for your your, your approval. (laughs) It's good. You're not going to get it. (laughs) She she asks you to do the same thing. And Mm -hmm. like within like a minute or so, um, you feel like... You know like when you get a scab and it's really itchy? Mm-hmm. It's like the skin is really hard and you get that itch underneath. That's what it feels like in contrast to the fire that you are just trans- um, transferring. And it feels a lot like that until you release the magic and your old battered cloak covered in various patch- um, patches is now the plus one cloak. The one you had before is now just an old white, off-white cloak. <laughs> Dirty white. Off white. (laughs) (laughs) Manila. Um, Well, Squash definitely has like a little bit of a shit eating grin. (laughs) He's quite happy with this. (laughs) Um, I I do not know what else I could offer you. Um, (sighs) Oh, yes. It is said that. The Hourglass of Bikron. It is near to a place called the Well of Echoes. It is protected by the Crimson. They are very, very sensitive to sound. Um, Sensitive as in they will attack anything that makes sound or they're scared of it? It can be both. Much like we all react differently, so do they. She kind of like begins to like mess around in like the the cupboards and and the things behind her and she comes back to the table she's moving a little bit more slowly now um you can tell that she's getting tired um there's a lot of magic in one day and she puts these four small stone trinkets in front of you and they're all like a hexagon shape with a couple of circles on the inside um and she just offers them out to the four of you and she says this will help you while you are here in this stalking it will make you a little more difficult to perceive, to, to sense. But please, bring them back. And suppose you have one more? That would completely wipe us out. Mm. It means that if the five of you are lost, we will not... It will be exceptionally dangerous for us to go out there without them. That's fine. Thank you very much. You know, honestly, um, Bogram doesn't really deserve one anyway, so fuck it. (laughs) Does he even need to go any further? We need him to track the... Your friend, 
Your friend Bulgrim is very handy out there. He doesn't often have trinkets, and yet somehow he too manages to survive. He is a man with great wit. How do these work? Is this like a bubble thing? He just stays close to us, he's fine. No, it will make you harder to hear and harder to see and harder to sense. Oh. It is not a lot, not for what you need to do, if that is truly what you are doing. But it should... it should help. Unless you've anything to offer, then I think we need to be on our way sooner than later. You know Bogram very well. He comes to a village on occasion, yes. Where is his spectre? His spectre? When I come to the stalking, most of the time, you know, they're around. How do the specters not find him? The specters are known to follow people who are close to death or at least risking it often. If you decide to travel to the stalking like this, they're around, but they are not in the way. <laughs> they will find him if he is to die. Simple enough. So if his specter shows up, we should be worried. <laughs> if I am to meet my own specter, I am definitely worried. Oh, you should worry if you nice. see any specters. Expect yourself. I, I expect that you don't need to worry about becoming a specter or meeting your specter if you are a specter or about to become one. No, I, I know him. He's very nice. We know a few of them. They're all very that, nice, for the most part. Uh, that is a little peculiar. Not going to lie. Peculiar describes this group, so not that far off. They're not kind of like people still. They're nice. I suspected as much, but I still don't want to meet mine. <laughs> At least not for a few more years. I still have questions to ask and answers to be uh, answers to seek good luck on your quest and I will be seeing you again when you return these yeah I can figure that out whatever happens so it'll be fine thank you with that, we'll grab the trinkets and leave. Okay. The trinkets give you advantage and plus two on your stealth checks. Ooh, plus two. Advantage and plus two. Yes. Oh. Well, Squash. <laughs> squash disappears from existence. <laughs> Completely. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> just puts it on. It just, uh, <laughs> just like a little wink in the air and just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the little cartoon, like dust bubble around him. Crash doesn't have invisibility on it. That's not fair. I mean, I could make us invisible. That's an option. Uh, Where did you go? Oh, um, you have kind of teleportation magic, right, Lavian? Can you hear something? In in abundance, <laughs> yes. No, no. Not not the not the talking part. The the rest of it. Raul <laughs> Pina, um, do you um? Is there any way for you to like um set this town as a like a thing place we can go back to so that once we've found what we need, we can return quickly? I, I, I remember you talking about things like anchors and stuff. Yes, I, I can put an anchor here. It's only going to last for about eight hours, I believe. Is my I haven't had to use one in so long, actually. Yep, you can put them one mile apart. I think it's eight hours, and then you could. Uh, we said that you could just chain them because um, that's fine. Okay. Yes, it's eight hours, and uh, then the, depending on the teleportation ability that I use, the ones that have the mile reach, I can kind of bounce yeah. back to. Do you need me to make a, a, a chain? Because that's gonna. Uh, no, no, I, I, I didn't know or exactly understand how it worked. I was just thinking. Uh, sounds like it would drain you way too much to be um, a viable option. 
Uh, not, not necessarily, not anymore. I've got quite the reserves. It's just a thought that we could return here quicker and actually return the stones once we're done, the charms. Or get the fuck out if we really need to, depending on how things go. So I'm, I will do my best to create a, uh, an anchor, tra- anchor, anchor trail. I'd, uh, anchor chain. Okay, fantastic. I had to think about it. How to phrase that. <laughs> Trademark. Maybe I could turn this into a money-making scheme. Create some sort of psionic railway between the Elven Kingdom and the Dwarf. Ah! <laughs> you, you, if you go chap the woman inside, she might be able to tell you exactly how to do it. <laughs> but it will cost you. <laughs> I just imagine like a hundred years from now and it's just like the fucking industrial revolution has hit the, the, the dusk. <laughs> There's fucking underground railways that just go all the way to and from. Just little psychic underground railways. It's perfect. Ah, how Minecraft. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, you folks are outside. You have your items. Um, please return them. Yeah, I guess we rendezvous with um, Bolgrim. Um, he is in kind of what looks like a like a room off of the side of an inn. Um, I say an inn with really big air quotes. Uh, this is clearly where they're serving booze. But it isn't really like an inn-in. It's more like this is somebody's house and they just happen to have like kegs hanging around. Um, he's off in like a side room of that where he clearly has his stuff. Um, and he, he just hears you folks come in and he's like, Are you ready to go? Do I, I need to get something or we good? Good's a relative term. Are we good? As good as we can be, I think. Are you, are you asking us if we're good? Zoltana is giving him the biggest <laughs> fucking, like, I cannot believe you shit. Because <laughs> he, he kept, she's, like, not, raises she's not his even arms. thinking about, like, aren't we good to go? She's thinking about, like, are we good with each other? Which the answer is clearly yeah. no. <laughs> Zoltana is, like, I, I, the I most solid a- friend because if, if even if you're not mad at a person that, you, that like, fucked you over, Zoltana will be mad for you. Forever. Yeah. Sometimes Vengeance. that is the best friend's job is to be mad when the other person has to be a mature adult. <laughs> <laughs> I know that this is like the correct thing to do, but I'm your friend and I'm fucking mad for you. Um uh, I kinda meant if you're just ready to go. Oh. Yeah, well we are. So get off your fucking ass. <laughs> Put down your fucking. Put down your drink. Clearly standing, but <laughs> put down your drink. Get off your ass. Let's fucking go. And then she turns around and like gives her all a look of like, I'm gonna murder this guy. Just give me the fucking say so. And then Ross got uh, a kind of shocked expression. He's trying not to nosebleed, but it's fun. He's he's torn. <laughs> I still want you to duel him. I just, I love that idea. <laughs> I can't wait for this duel. It's going to be amazing. Um, Brogram just kind of like leans down. He picks up his uh, his pack and just uh, like slings it onto his back. Um, and yeah, and he he makes his way outside. Um, he says, "So, any idea on where you want to go, or any idea on where we're headed to, or am I just going to try and track a all powerful being?" Well, um, we were told that. The Hourglass—it's supposedly close to something called the Well of Vacos. Oh, right. Well, no, no uh, well, uh, the, the Hourglass is near the Well of Echoes. Mm-hmm. Joe Schmo that we're looking for, not by he's, the Well of Echoes. He's close to here. Right. He, yeah, he usually hangs close to this town. And we would very much like to at least meet up with him, figure out his deal. Well, the Well of Echoes is only a, only like two days from here. It's not a place I relish going to, but if it's close to where we're supposed to be going, at least we got a direction. I mean, we didn't really ask... Jesus Christ, V, why did you choose such crazy names for them? 
I, I didn't. That wasn't my choice. It's just who they are. We didn't exactly You have ask. to blame their parents. We didn't exactly ask Melvin um, where they'd seen the person recently, but then again, they seemed mostly just baffled at their existence and annoyed, so... I, I uh, may be able to find the person, at least roughly, now that I know a better understanding of who we're looking for. Okay, how, how would you do that? Okay. I have a, um, mm. Bogram, like, points, like, I'm gonna say north, fuck it. He points north and he says, well, the Well of Echoes is about two days' walk that way. Okay, we don't want to go that way yet. Okay. Unless the person that we're looking for is also that way. Right, okay. So the person we're looking for is named um, Sirik. Supposedly a very old hero that also happened to be, from my studies, apparently like the incarnation of conjuration magic itself. Never heard of him. You know I'm going to ask what you know what I'm going to ask for you, right? What what are you going to ask? Can I uh, can I aura sight that? <laughs> yeah, sure. You know I don't trust him. <laughs> Bogram and him. Nor should like... you. Every, all my friends hate Bogram. <laughs> Fuck Bogram. It sounds like the lyrics to a song. <laughs> all my friends hate Bogram. Such a complicated, such a complicated character. Uh, Eighteen insight. He seems to be telling the truth. He's never heard of Zurich. Okay. All right. So, two options. Either one, we can go out and just kind of do some searching around and see if maybe uh, the group of you can figure something out. Um, I can try to figure out where this person is, but I'm going to need about an hour. Seems fine to me. Like, aimlessly wandering seems like a worse plan than psionically pinpointing, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's one way to explain it. Remember the conversation we had about the threads and everything? It's kind of like trying to find that amidst a sea of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Although it might be a bit easier so, here because there's not as many people here. Well, let me just let me just get this straight. Right. You want to go to the hourglass of Bikron. Right. To do whatever it is that you need to do. Mm-hmm. But you also want to go talk to this other gay that you've only just heard about. Well, apparently this person that we heard about knows things about the actual exact location of the hourglass and may also be able to perhaps help us, maybe? I mean, if they're an old, an age-old hero, maybe they'll be willing to help us out, you know, avert a second apocalypse or something. Right. Maybe they know Monarch. Maybe I could just name drop and they'll be like, Oh, my bro! Yes, let's. you know what? I'll help out. Any friend of Monarch, friend of mine. I'm not hoping for that last pop, but, you know. <laughs> I can hope. I, or, I can hope. Or he could be a mortal enemy. One of the two, I guess. Zoltana is thinking, like, how... Uh, I, how she feels like if you drop Caledhorn or Marnik's names uh, to anyone who knew them, it's probably not going to go well. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh yeah, Calamon. I knew that guy. He cut my head off. Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> if I ever see that guy friends. again. Uh, okay, so what are you doing? Talk me through what, what is happening here. Uh, I assume we're going to move somewhere that's like... Uh, are we in this building, supposedly? Uh, you'd left it because you said you were good to leave, but now you're not good to leave, so you can go back inside if you like. Yeah, I'm not going to just sit in the middle of this place. and <laughs> That's weird. But it's... It's so beautiful and dead. And dark and I want to be dead. Yeah, <laughs> far away from the center in that gym is possible. And the world dances some more. That's fair. <laughs> um, so I imagine that like we go into this building and Laffy and just like picks a spot to sit down if there's like a chair or just a corner. And uh, he basically is going to spend the hour concentrating and kind of reaching out his senses as he uses find creature. Okay. I dance for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I will click it for you so you may see it. Thank you. Basically, I can kind of roughly hone in to where the person is within like a one to three mile uh, pinpointing area. Ordinarily, this wouldn't work if we were on a different plane of existence, but since we're on the yeah, same you plane. you better find him. Yeah, kind of works out pretty well. Unless he's a plane shifter. No, he's not. Um... That would be some shit. <laughs> 
he's conjured himself a new plane. Uh, no, I um, believe it. <laughs> so, as you cast your senses out to try and find him, and you spend basically the whole hour trying to find exactly where he is and anything about the surrounding area. You kind of have this moment when you breathe in and then suddenly as you're breathing out, you can just see this old human male. At least appears to be on the surface anyway. You can see that around him there is a lot of magic. You would assume some sort of conjuration. It looks like everything around him is covered in magic. He appears to just be going about his day. Um, He kind of looks up and almost looks directly at you. But then he just continues on with his day. This may not be the first time and he may not care that you're looking at him. You get the general feeling that he is probably north somewhere, probably maybe half a day, maybe a whole day. Like, ah, within one to three miles? Yeah, he's about three quarters of a day. So probably by the time the sun would set on a normal day for us is about when you would find him. Yeah, because you folks went early in the morning, I think it is, when you left and then, yep, so... Like, by the time you get there, you would reckon it's probably about sundown um, on day one. Okay. Uh, in that case, then, as soon as Lafian's done, he stands up. Right. Uh, time to go, I guess, then. Uh, got you a got good, good journey ahead of us. You know where he is? Uh, in a general that direction, and he points almost in exactly the same direction that Bogram pointed. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like a degree to the left. <laughs> How <laughs> like, fortuitous. It's almost there. Hi everyone, Ral here. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you are enjoying the tour of the stalking. Big thanks to Chaos Brain Kathy for the name Cyric used in this episode. We appreciate you. Big thanks to all of our patrons, including our patron Sophie. Thank you so much. We appreciate your support. If you would like to help support the show, as well as Counterbalance and Four Top Threes, and all of our future projects, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com blighthouse. Again, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next episode in The Stalking. Bye! This is Memester of the Week. We're a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. It goes like this. A reluctant cult member, a stoner roommate, a skeptic YouTuber, and her fake camera person walk into a diner. They then walk out of the diner and drive off to hunt the things that go bump in the night. Inspired by shows like Supernatural, The Adventure Zone, and The Crit Show, join four friends as they travel across the country solving supernatural problems and trying not to cause more problems than they solve. If you've ever wondered what it would be like if Scooby-Doo had guns and magic and monsters rather than real estate moguls, this might be for you. Welcome to Memester of the Week. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.